Daniel. What? Daniel. What? Daniel. What do you want? Daniel. What? Daniel. Oh my god. Why? <laughs> you want to listen to a podcast, Daniel? No. You don't want to. Daniel. What? Daniel. What? You want to listen to a podcast? What podcast, Stephen? I don't know. Why don't you tell me? You're the one who asked me. Yeah, but 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 I'm asking you, Daniel. But I... here, here I got one for you. Okay. All right. So the name of the podcast is what? Oh, I'm trying to get you to say it. You have to say it. Why do I have to say it? Because <sighs> the secondhand podcast. Okay, good. Because I wasn't sure if I was going to get it right. <laughs> Welcome to the Secondhand Podcast, where we take your favorite YouTube channel or podcast station, throw it in a blender, and serve it back to you with a new perspective. Okay, so now we're all warmed up. Okay, so, so Stephen, what are we going to talk about today? Uh, we're going to talk about the New England Legends Podcast, or would you say our New England Legends Podcast? That's what they it? go by. So, so who are they? Um, the, the main researcher is Jeff Ballinger. He's a New England native. And him and Ray Auger. Is that how you sound? That's his last name. Osher, I think is. Osher. Yeah, Ray Osher. They do, uh, the podcast is, their, their episodes are about 15 minutes long. And they do different things from, uh, cryptids, paranormal, you know, paranormal slash ghost stories. Um, 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 yeah, yeah, um, it's, it's, a, it's, um, it's not as hard as easy as you um, think, huh? I never said a word about how hard it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to go through it later and hear all your ums, you're gonna be like, no. Later, Get all my ums out in one long session. Uh, uh, so, like, just in the last episode where you, uh, Tell the listeners to count how many times that I say video in a podcast. I'll tell them to say how many times can Stephen say um in this podcast. I just for some reason it all left me when I was trying to talk about. Well, then put the Stephen, Stephen, Stephen here. I just couldn't remember what the. It's paranormal. Well, they. they talk... Hey, Stephen, I got an idea. Look at me. Look at me. Put the phone down. Tell me about our New England legends from your perspective. That's what I, that's what I was trying to do. I wasn't looking at the phone when I was saying it. No. Oh. I was trying to say that, and I couldn't remember the, the term for the other thing. That, the, oh, uh, detective short stories. But that's, we're already off a tangent now. Isn't that the point? It is the point. <laughs> so... Okay, so our New England legends, from what you've told me, is they cover all kinds of paranormal stuff, uh, from ghost stories to Sasquatch to spooky, spooky yeah, stuff. yeah. Basically, basically all the all the ancient mythical stories, basically stuff that's been handed down for since the the beginning of col- the colonies. Mm-hmm. 
in England. And I hear they actually request people sending in myths and... Yeah, a lot of their stuff, because they don't know what all their, all the stories are, so a lot of the, a lot of the stories they do are from people that have either heard the stories or had first-hand accounts of the stories. I mean, but... Like, I, oh, that's that's what I was trying to say. They, they, they do everything from, like, uh, news articles from back then. Like mm-hmm. the, um, what was the, the massacre, the... Boston molasses disaster? Yeah, whatever that was called. Or the... I can't remember what that one was called. Something massacre? I don't have my phone on me. No. I, the, fl- the great, f- the great uh, flood, molasses flood... Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite episodes. Like I don't listen to this podcast nearly as much as you do, but the times I did, that was one of my favorites, the Boston Molasses Disaster. Now, I will preface this by saying that I don't think dying by molasses is a good thing. I just think the way they presented the information was well thought out, well informative, and entertaining. What? What? I just heard, I don't think dying by molasses is a good thing. <laughs> well, when I said that I like the Boston molasses disaster, it's going to sound like... It does sound like you somehow are, you know, downplaying actual deaths. By the way, welcome to the Secondhand Podcast. Hello. This is Ashley, our guest speaker for today, I guess. Yeah, Boston's molasses disaster. Oh, Sam's coming out to say hi. Aww. Now she's a guest speaker. Now she is a guest meower. Yes. Oh my goodness. That's awesome. She does this all the time. Sorry. Okay, so, so Stephen, let me ask you this then. Uh, you introduced me to this podcast, so why don't I ask, what are some of your favorite episodes they've covered? Here's a list. <laughs> I'm going to say this list is definitely not going to help me considering all the lists are so... There's so many episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, if, over, you can, if you can think of a couple off the top of your head. Um, Do you want me to come up with one? Because some of my favorites are the Boston Molasses Disaster, the... Well, you see, my problem is I don't know the name of the episodes. I don't, oh. I don't, the episodes are not... Okay, I, okay, I know okay. the stories, but I don't then, know the name Then of the tell episode. me about some of the stories that you enjoy. Well, like the the story behind the jack o' lantern. Ooh, I like that one where it's they don't actually talk about the facts themselves; they put it kind of in a story form. Yes. Yeah, I really like the voiceovers they do. Yeah, which they do a lot of. Where they add, and, and the fact that they can cram it into fifteen minutes is mm-hmm. nuts. Yeah. And they're all, all almost every episode is on location. Which I thought was a really interesting fact. When I first heard these guys, the beginning of the episode, it you know they make it sound like they're walking through the forest or they're in a car honking at a person or whatnot. And I thought it was just a part of the act. And there's the last couple of the more recent ones I've listened to. They actually did it to where they are acting out like they went back in time. Yeah, I, I started hearing like, the oh, noise they're, for they're, it. They're watching. We're watching with. Oh, the uh, what was it? It was one of the alternative stories 
to um, the Headless Horseman. Hmm. And it was the story, they, uh, a group of men that were in a pub, they went to go look, they were going to look for buried treasures. Uh, one of the guys, I want to say, was uh, a Native American descent of using the dowsing rods mm-hmm. to locate the treasure in the woods. Well, he was also, I want to say, a median, if mm-hmm. I recall correctly. And so they they used dowsing rods to find the location of the treasure. He drew a circle around the area where the treasure was. And it was around this huge, like, there was a... Oh, wait, no, that was, that was after that. There was a huge rock underground. They ended up digging it and bringing it. Anyways, um, he told them, he said, we need to stay in the circle. There was, like, four guys, and we need to stay quiet. We cannot talk. Why? I'll get that in a second. Oh. So, they're sitting there. They had completely calm, digging the hole for the treasure where he said the treasure is right here. We need to be quiet. If we're quiet, we're safe. Stay inside the circle and be quiet. Don't run. Mm-hmm. That's 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 all he said. Don't run. So they're they're, they're digging the hole. <laughs> that's very dramatic. <laughs> that's not right. Anyways, they were they were digging a hole, digging a hole, they came, they found a huge stone slab. And they picked up the stone slab. And underneath the stone slab is the chest, the treasure. Okay. During this process, right before they were about to pick up the stone slab, a huge gust of wind blew through them. Mind you, they're in the middle of the forest, right? Now, a gust of wind blew, blew, blew past them. And startled them all, and then they started hearing hoofs in the woods coming closer, running closer and closer. And then they heard the wind again, and it stopped. Now, can I clarify something? Is this a story they're talking about, or the actual guy's... This is the, this is the story of the guy's depiction of what actually happened. Mm. So they're kind of like reenacting it? Yes. Okay. This is... They are observing it from an outsider's perspective in. So, like, they're up on the hill watching this happen. Mm. This is how they're explaining this as they see it. They can see the rider coming in. They're not seeing the rider, but they see where the rider's coming in from. And the rider comes up and cannot cross the circle. Gotcha. The rider, the, 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 the horse rears up on its hindquarters and stomping and kicking up stuff and the guy is cackling there's this whole thing about what he says i can i can say it word for word what he said but basically what are you guys doing here you guys this is this is not you don't need to be here you don't need the treasure you will all pay for if you continue to do this basically giving them warnings that they need to get out of there mm-hmm. while the guys are being silent Absolutely silent this entire time, and this thing is trying. This entity is trying to scare the heck out of them. Well, they get they get the the wood up, the 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 stone up, and the one guy went down to the hole, got it dug down a little more, and found the chest. So there was chest there. Okay. And the wood came came and gusted through so hard, it knocked the men down. All four men clean on their butts. In the hole. Well, no, they're just wherever they were standing. Right. The guy was out of the head, come out of the hole. No one gotten hurt. Never, he didn't say anything. About and did they go outside of the circle? The one guy 
from what I understand, they told them to be quiet, panicked, could not hold it anymore, and ran. Irony. Actually, no, no. But he, he, yes, he did run. He gasped. And as soon as he gasped, that horse was inside the circle. And all the men ran. And that man refused to take anybody of that treasure ever again. So he survived. Yeah, they all survived, from what I understand. That's where you get the story from. Hmm. Someone had to have survived to get the story. Well, yeah, but you only need one survivor. The way he made it sound is this horse, uh, this horseman guy was going to kill anybody he got a, got near. That's what it was implied, but they never said anybody died from what I remember. And I just listened to it like last week. Hmm. I don't. Now that I think about it, I don't think that it, it comes across like I had this horseman story. But it wasn't a. It was just a dark rider on a horse. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. It's mainly uh, like long walks, you know, dirty, like very, very unhygienic, <laughs> very medieval looking, you know, ancient, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I think the one you're thinking of is um, Captain Jeremy Cole, because that's the one where they talk about the actual headless horseman. And how it became to well, I thought that was the no jack the jack o' lantern. Sorry, not the headless horseman. I know the Captain Jeffy Cole is the one that talks about the jack o' lantern. Yes. So excuse me, not the headless horseman. I don't think I've heard the headless horseman one yet. Oh, I don't think I have either. I haven't. Listened I know there to is one, but I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah. They said it was on a later episode and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. Um. Then there's the jack o' lantern one, where they. Uh. Cole, you said Captain Jedi Cole. There's no way I'm going to remember that name. Captain Jedi Cole. Yes. Passed away, and the devil came for his soul. Mm-hmm. And he tricked the devil into thinking that all these jack o' lanterns were him. Yeah. And basically ran them across. What was it like the state? Basically. Mm-hmm. Until the devil finally caught him, and it's the story of how. He, the uh, J.D. Cole, card faces into jack-o'-lanterns and tricked the, tricked the devil into thinking they were him. Yeah, and that's kind of where the legend of the jack-o'-lantern comes they, from. They, the jack-o'-lanterns to ward the devil away. Yeah. Anyway, I think the voice acting in that particular episode was That was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. Very clever, too. Yeah. Then there was another one where they talked about the, the piano in the lake. Lake Gardner. Yeah. How do I remember this stuff? I have a terrible memory. <laughs> no idea. It's uh, what do you call it? The the or the what was it the uh, the Englishman or something? I don't know. the The guy was rich. He had a lot of money, and he wanted to move his his house from one side of the lake to the other. Right, the and so it, it's and a, it was a huge house. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen the pictures? Um, I have not, but I've heard descriptions of a it. Massive house. Mm-hmm. Moved it across the lake. How'd they do it? horse-drawn carriages horse-drawn drag it across the lake yeah but how'd they even get the house out of the ground to begin with how do you get a house out of the ground anyways you you jack it up and then you move it to move it to, to skids and then slide it across the lake <laughs> okay okay Urkel I need you to lift up this house okay basically that's what it is more or less oh just just fine 
just get your uh, the one person you like the least and say, hey, I need you to do me a favor, By buddy. the way, you and about 500 other people need to move this house to the other side of the lake, and you have two days to do it because it's, the water's gonna, or the lake's going to melt. Yeah. So why did, uh, why did the house end up in the lake anyway? Uh, like if they, they slid it across the ice. They let the dam out. They didn't say anything about it, and it relieved the water from beneath the ice, mm. and the ice... Because they got it about halfway across and left it overnight, thinking it would be okay. I, I heard it got stuck there. I thought it got just left. I thought they left it because they were they, they couldn't get across. Well, yeah, because the, they couldn't pull it any further. So they left it there, and they were going to try again the next morning or the next day with a couple more horses. Eh, that does sound familiar. Possibly that was exactly what it was. But I know it was because they let they relieved the dam, mm-hmm. and there was no water underneath the ice. To hold the buoyancy, so though it broke through the ice and slowly sunk, they were able to get a majority of the. Mind you, when they moved the house, they took nothing out of the house. Mm-hmm. They moved it like it was. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, they were able to get pretty much everything out of the house before anything happened, except one thing: the piano. Yeah. Was, yeah. Um, only thing that's left is the piano and the fireplace. You could actually go down there and you can still see the fireplace from where it still stands to this day underwater Wow! and um, another quick bit for that mind you this guy sneaking rich seeing his house in the middle of the lake and seeing these little kids out there sledding and ice skating around his house and ice skating through his living room and stuff before it fully sank it actually took a, couple, took a month to sink it because it didn't sink right away it slowly sunk with a house that heavy, why wouldn't it sink? Is this the, the materials ice, it's made of or it's buoyant? The, or the ice and buoyancy. Yeah, how much ice there was. Just a little corner of it broke. And it just slowly... Huh. From what I understand. If yeah. I might be selling it, selling it completely wrong, but... So we need to go out there and sink a house so we can confirm it. What? Yeah. No. We gotta get the facts right. We'll send you down in scuba gear to go see if the house is down there. Then we'll know. I don't feel I, like I I'd... volunteer you. You are volunteered. It's happening. You pay for it, and I I'll think no about money. it. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's better than sinking a house. What? I have a spare house. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Well, the only problem is we're gonna find a way to get it to Gardner Lake, and we're all the way in the in the, the only problem. The the far almost the farthest point away from the possible place that we could actually get to be. We're only in you know, in the upper northwest. <laughs> Challenge accepted. Hey, isn't that what I say? I'm being sarcastic because I'm always the one making the loop comments about let's do this this way. Like, and I'm yeah, al- no. and I'm always saying Challenge accepted. Those are a lot of those are my favorites. I like those. There's a they do I like the one um Screaming Lady? Screaming Lady? It's it's not like super scary. It's literally they they drove up to the bridge and they honk five times and the oh. guy's like, Why are you honking five times? Well, because if you honk five times, the screaming lady comes out. Or something like that. And it's probably totally wrong. Basically that's the gist of it. I think I've actually heard that one. And um they, they roll down their windows, and you hear the honk, mm-hmm. the honk. And they actually do honk. And then they talk, and then they go into, well, we did all this research. We looked into the, they tried to find the name of the 
person that supposedly is part of that tale for the person that died on the bridge that is the screaming lady. Mm-hmm. They did not find any any proof that the person had died. They did not find any proof that there was that accident with that car with that person that died. Mm-hmm. There was no one by that name. So there was no actual story. There was no death. And then no one screamed. So basically, they more or less debunked it detectively because they went and looked into the background of it. There was no proof there was anybody that had ever died on that bridge. Huh. At least by those names. There was no wreck. There was no wreck with the vehicle that was described. Nothing. But there is So a, either somebody's really good at covering up their tracks or there is no myth. Well, the, the myth is there. It's just there's nothing to back it up. Well, I mean... Just because a lot a, of myths. Just like because that. it's a myth doesn't mean it's true. Well, a lot of myths. Just like we talked about in the last one, where I was saying that if you don't have, like, we using Wikipedia to look for our information, not everything on Wikipedia is right. You and Wikipedia yeah, again. It's like the story of the fires in Chicago, right? That there's this myth about. There's this myth where it was started by a cow kicking over a lantern, right? I've heard that. Yeah. Obviously, didn't happen. Definitely didn't happen, but the story still exists to this day. I think I learned it in school. Would you say it spread like wildfire? Oh my god! Oh my. I mean, we're talking about pun the middle of Chicago, so I'm not sure wildfire is the right phrase here. But okay. <laughs> you know me. I I just I, I love myself a good pun. Let that linger like last time. Just think <laughs> about what you just said. Mm. Is this going to be a normal thing? Because you have to do this in every podcast. We usually have pun and we just sit here and look at you where you're like, no. No regrets. <laughs> you did this last time. So you need to have the misspelled tattoo and everything? Okay. <laughs> the, the no regrets tattoo that's like misspelled? Is that a thing? <laughs> is that really a thing? Yes. Oh I am not getting a tattoo that says no regrets. I could totally see that. <laughs> oh, man, you're getting one with me. We're doing it at the same time. No! <laughs> okay, how about you get it You get it on the bottom of your foot? If I have to do that, then you have to get one that says, I'm so punny. <laughs> no? No, it's supposed to be a friendship tattoo. They have to match. <laughs> oh, burn. Your wife said it had to happen. There's no way in heck Erica would let me do that. She'd probably say yes. I bet you ten bucks she would say yes. She'd probably be like, yeah, go ahead, go for it. But she'd probably expect you to not do it. No regrets. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's so stupid. <laughs> it's real stupid. Oh, oh my goodness. Great balls uh, what, fire. what are some of yours that you liked? That uh, we mentioned a couple of them. I know that we liked a lot of the same ones, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to differentiate. But yeah. see, see if you can remember the stories. I, uh, mine were kind of vague. So, There's a whole bunch of others, too. But I listened... Hundred, I want to say almost 150 episodes. I listen to almost every single one. Yeah, I probably listen right now. I'm not going to remember all of them. I I probably listened to about 20 or 30 of them. And the only reason I remember them in such great detail is because I went to Utah for work for a couple weeks, and that's all I got to listen to because I didn't have internet. Now remember, they are 15 minutes a pop. Yeah. They talk about this, that, and the other thing. Basically, if it's a mystery, they talk about it. If it's a cryptid, they talk about it. Yeah. If it's involving New England and it's a cryptid, a mystery, mm-hmm. or any involving detective work, 
they're going to talk about it. If it's a story that somebody texts them about, they're going to talk about it. And they rotate which regions they do it in. Because I can tell you the regions. Yeah. They, uh, many of the tales associated with the northeastern states of Connecticut, Rhode Island, Massachusetts, Vermont, New Hampshire, and Maine are known, rolled over for instances like the Salem Witch Trials, the Monsters of Lake Champlain, or Mercy Brown. Yeah. So the eeriest and most bizarre tales are the lesser-known stuff of local history and lore. So that's mainly the stuff that they look at. You notice that they don't really do a lot involving the Salem Witch Trials and some of those stories. Mm-hmm. And they did do Lake Champlain, if I do recall. recall. Oh, I can't talk. So... Can I answer your question now? Yes, you may answer the question now. Okay. So, some of my favorites are some of the ones you mentioned. Uh, the Boston Molasses Disaster is probably my favorite. Some of my others are, for example... Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think there was another flood that involved beer. I could, I think. Yeah. Captain Jitty, Cole and the Devil. We just talked about it. It's another one of my favorites. Let's see... Gardeners like Fan and Piano. Yes, I like that one too. Um, I like some of their Christmas specials. Because one of the ones they talk about was uh, the history of the song Jingle Bells. And how, yes, I've heard that one. And how it's... Not only is it not a Christmas song... It's not. But it's a very scandalous song too. It's about getting a girl. It, right? it's, it's about getting laid. Basically getting a girl, <laughs> taking a girl home. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, the extended version of the song is actually pretty good. Well, and they actually explain it in great detail, and it makes a lot of sense once you hear their explanation. Now I feel bad about listening to Jingle Bells with your kids. <laughs> that That is, it's literally, what is it, like five minutes longer than the regular, than the version we know today? It's or like ten minutes longer or something like that? Yeah. So yeah, it's there's a lot more words to it. We'll just say. And then, uh... Well, the version I listened to with your kids was definitely not inappropriate. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Actually, it kind of reminds me of the Garth Brooks song we listened to where the... Which one was it? Where he had an extended version, like a third verse. Oh, yeah. And in that last verse, she kills him, or she kills the husband. In pretty gruesome way, too. Well, she just shoots him. No. I guess that's not that gruesome. Speaking of gruesome, um... <laughs> There, the Any other case. one of the other episodes I really like by these guys is Fingernail Freddy, which plays oh, off yeah. of yeah, which plays off one. of um, Freddy Krueger. Freddy Krueger, even though it's t- supposedly not inspired by Fingernail Freddy, like the movie Freddy uh, Nightmare on Elm Street is not inspired by. Did they say that? Well, that's what they talked about in the episode that oh. supposedly it's not inspired by it. I could have swear that there was that. No, it's inspired by a guy I, named uh, Hot Shot Charlie. Uh, yeah, the guy that supposedly killed... Shotgun. Yeah. Like, shotgun shells and... Or rock salt and shotguns. To stop kids from going in his yard. Mm-hmm. And, and But they, they... Essentially, somebody on the internet proved that uh, shooting somebody with rock salt is not really that effective. Because... They, 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 Something about the range, and it showed what happened to different. You basically have to be within ranges. spitting distance of somebody to make it any kind of effective, and even then, it wouldn't be lethal. It'd just be very painful. Didn't he say that the, the part of that story too is the kids came back into his house and then they like burned everything down? Yeah, they they burned his house down, and then 
wasn't he inside or no? Uh, yeah. So he, got, he ended up getting really, really burned. So that's fun. Yeah, because they he attacked uh, these the the boys kept going on to his yard, and he kept saying, "Get out of here! Get out of here!" And then he kept doing it every day just to torment the well, he's an old man, right? Mm-hmm. Call, and then they shot him with shotgun shells full of rock salt, and then they took it the next step and burned his house down. Which I don't really think you need to, but okay. Right? Oh, my. Mm. Some of those stories are just crazy. Yeah. And it's like how close to some of them that... It's like you don't even know. Like tomorrow, you, you, you could be a story like that. In the future, you don't even know if something bad happens or good happens. Even do I need to be dead? Because no. I don't want to die to become a story. No, you don't need to be dead. You don't need to die to become a story. But I'm just saying, there's there's always that what if something something that you do or say or something that happens to you or others around you is going to become a story that'll be passed down and travel from generation to generation. Well, I mean, look at any kind of legend that we have aside from the New England legends, so the Egyptians, uh, Greek mythology you know, the Romans Oh yeah, that's like the tie-ins between forgive me for saying this, but between like the Bible and how it can be similar to uh, other forms of text, how all, all different, like every religion has their version of the Great Flood. Yeah. Every, every religion has their 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 form of a high power entity mm-hmm. every religion has different versions of of loki everyone has their different versions of of uh um zeus yeah yeah in one way or the other i mean um even farther back than that i mean there's there's stuff that was supposed to be Oh, I can't even think of the words now. Like the, was it the the Sumerian texts and all that old, 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 old stuff to talk about, like mm-hmm. really weird stuff like the Anunnaki and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not even going to go into that because that would just take way too long. And it's good content for another episode. It is. Not hinting at anything because that would, that's not above my head. And I've done a lot of research on that stuff and that stuff is nuts. Yeah. But anyways, this is just an example. It's like there's all these different tie-ins from different perspectives that people talk about in storytelling. And and it's like really going through time. It's really just the, the, the telephone game where you have the telephone on a wire. Mm-hmm. The, 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 what is it? The, the cans on a wire from one person to another. And you're, you're relaying information. You're like, oh, you're going to relay the same information... So what you were saying, Stephen, about the Abenaki? Well, we were <laughs> putting me on the spot. Well, they just cut it. Out. Put me on the spot. No, it's just just mainly how stories tie in and how stories can change over time. Mm-hmm. I mean, there always there's there's so many variations of different types of stories that were once people killing each other went from death and destruction to a children's story. You know, that sounds familiar, where... Um, uh, Brothers Grimm. Mm-hmm. A lot of their stories, and a lot of that content, mm-hmm. 
was basically more or less horror stories to scare children straight. And over time, over the millennia and stuff, they got changed into hold your hand and make your child love everything and everyone around you and be safe and happy. Nobody gets hurt. Nothing bad happens. Yeah. Wait, is that the... Okay, so... A uh, little forget, bit of Riding Hood. Yeah, so... Hold on. Let me, let me get to my point. So, um, nursery rhymes. I've heard that those... Or nursery rhymes and Disney... Like the uh, Disney stories, Cinderella, yep. Snow White. I've heard those all used to be really dark yes. stories. Yes. So. Like Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. Was... Little Shark Maid. No, Little Mermaid dies at the end. Turns into sea foam. So wait, yep. wait, 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 wait. So would that mean... I think she kills herself, doesn't she? Yes, I think so. So what would that mean about Bambi? Bambi's, uh, Bambi's a Disney story. I don't think that's an actual side Little story. Mermaid's a Disney story. Okay, Little but Mermaid's... it was originally yeah. uh, Hans Christian Andersen's story. Yes. Oh. See, that's why we need you here, too. <sighs> I would not have known that. Teacher. Basically, all stories are connected. Throughout time, throughout everything. And if you want to hear stories that you're never going to hear from anyone else's perspective except for cats, the new, the, the new England's podcast. I don't know. Our New England Legends podcast. That's fine. Our New England Legends podcast. There you Forgive go. me for getting it wrong. Considering I am half asleep and exhausted. Anywho, <laughs> off the tangent, it's a very good podcast. I enjoy it. I listen to it all the time. It's very nice to be able to listen to something that's only 15 minutes long and has multiples of different criteria to listen to. You don't have to just listen to certain things like cryptids or paranormal. It has a little bit of everything. It even has basic, simple 15-minute crime drama. And the characters and the people that are in it do very well with their voice acting. It's very well done. It's very quick and to the point, and it, it gives just enough information that it get, piques your interest. I can't tell you how many times that I've gone through and listened to an entire episode and actually gone onto the internet to look up more information just because I t- that was awesome. Like, I, I need to find out more about this. They didn't give it to you, but they gave you enough to learn, make mm-hmm. you think. And that's what that's where you want that's where you want to be. You want to be able to think for yourself and find your own answers. And the thing that I find was really interesting is it's not episodical. So you don't have to listen to them in order in order to enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, you can just drop in at a particular episode. Like I've watched probably a dozen or two episodes and almost none of them are back to back. I just look at for ones that I think I like and listen to it, and we're good to go. Well, with me, I put it on the playlist. Mm-hmm. I went through and added one right after the other in order in the playlist. Mm-hmm. They're episodic due to the timelines for by which they're being recorded from the presenter's perspectives, mm-hmm. but not by story perspective that the stories are telling. Um, so they're like, oh, the example is say, oh, it's Christmas. Or no, it's it's Halloween. Then they say, oh, it's Thanksgiving. That's the only thing that's episodic about it because it's the time of year. Now, if you want to go by that, they do do episodes based on the time of year. They did play things like 
jack-o'-lantern during October. Mm-hmm. They've done some Christmas ones during November. That's what I've noticed by listening to them in order. Mm-hmm. So it's not episodic per se, but it is um, based around, uh, what's that called? Seasonal? Seasonal, yeah. yeah. Not by seasons, but seasonal as in weather, seasonal, mm-hmm. fall, winter, spring, that yeah. kind of thing. They go based on a calendar year. Well, yeah, they've been doing it since, I think, 2017 or something like that. Really? It's only three years old? Yeah, they're not that old. Yeah, there are... Wow, they sound really good. I want to say it's one episode a week. I want to say they're they're almost... I want to say it was about 150 episodes. But it's... I hope we get to that point. Because I'm, I'm... I'm really hopeful for this podcast. Because... I enjoy spending this time with you. I enjoy talking about these things, and even though it's, it takes me a bit to get in the ranting and going, going for it. But guess what? We're human. And hey, episode two, right? <laughs> right. Even though you might listen to this out of order. Yeah, but that's what that's not what this is for. This is this is for for people to enjoy and experience something that they probably or maybe hopefully have not heard of before and find out through us and be able to go look for themselves. Yeah, because we may not be the most educated people, we may not present the information as well as other people, but Whereas our truth, hope... We're truthful. Yeah, our hopes are that we're entertaining enough, informational enough, that A, we can keep you entertained, and B, whet your appetite for something more. So if you really want to jump into something else, you can go over to their channel and check them out and you know, try and support them channel or or video hey guess what you didn't (laughs) say video even once in this whole time you just broke your trend ha what do you mean broke my trend because you didn't do it you did it like the entire last episode and now you didn't do it even once and you just did it just because you broke it oh okay yeah well the thing (laughs) is i i yeah i said it not as not because it was a mistake just because to mock you or i know i know and I mock you right back. Mm. That's, that's that's how our friendship works. It is. Yeah. I'm works. just like mock, and you just put up a rubber band. Nothing affects me. No. Unfortunately, it comes back to me, hits me in the face, and I cry like a baby for seven days. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Uh, Unfortunately, I'm I'm kind of like that though, where I'm just really oversensitive, and even to people I don't really care for i'm not gonna say any names but there are tons of situations where somebody will make a noise just a small little noise and i'll misinterpret it and it will bother me it will ruin the rest of my day i used to be that way yeah and no matter how no matter how much i try it's still it still gets to me I used to be that way, but then I became an angry smartass, so. I've always known you to be that way. Well, there you go. I feel so bad for you. Hey, life's too short. Enjoy it while you have it. Yeah. Don't know how long it's going to last. I know. I'm I'm working on it. I really am. One day I'll be a cynical butthole like you. You're already halfway there. You got a house. What do you say? Once I get kids, I'll be even worse. Oh, once you get kids, you're going to be uh, 100%. Yeah. All done. Yeah, I think that's part of what's holding me back as far as, like, 
moving forward with where I'm at is I just ironically enough care too much. Oh, you want to pipe in, Simon? He has opinions. More kitty opinions. Yes. He looks like he has red eyes. Yeah, he always wears red eyes. Actually, they're supposed to be blue. Hey, buddy. Oh, he's kneading my tummy. Right. Because he loves me. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing your cats don't love you this much. They do. I just don't let them. Uh, oh, oh. <laughs> you mean like he's coming to try to say hi to you right now? Well, hello. He will. He will rub it against your face. So I. Yeah, I was it's gonna fine. say if it's if fine. you don't want to do that, I'd keep him off you. It's fine. It's this new person that has never ever petted me and ever not even once in this household. I'm gonna go on his lap. I have never shown any signs of any interest. In Simon, cat, but Simon's like that. That was fine. In fact, when I first met him, uh, he was skin and bones, and he was at scrap. Uh, he wasn't at scraps. He was at Petco, or yeah, he was at scraps at a Petco. Skin and bones. And Ashley and I were looking for a second animal, like a second cat. And she was thinking like one of these little black kittens. There was a pair of black kittens, and I was, you know, she asked me to just look around me a couple of cats I saw him and he I mean he was is doing it, exactly to him this is a this is a male I thought I was because there was a female male that's okay. I, um, thought it, I, I thought it was a male yeah <laughs> Eric kept telling me it's a female and it's Samantha yeah no Samantha is a girl so this is Simon he's a boy Samantha. oh Simon I yes the names mixed up that's why that's okay um, so anyway, I met him when we were at that uh, when we were at Petco, and he was just so he was just as lovey then as he is now. Like I started petting him, and he just started rubbing up on me and going up against the cage, like I love you, and I, my heart melted. <laughs> we ended up well, we ended up taking him home that day because, like I said, Ashley's considering a couple of kittens. Like, no, we got to take him. And I wasn't like super into getting a another cat I was kind of on board but I was like mm, yeah, right. yeah, I like I like the cat we have but no as soon as I saw him I knew we had to have him well that's great that's awesome yeah I think so anyway so Stephen thank you for talking about our new England blech, our new England legends yeah, at least one of us can say it right right it only takes me two or three times well like always it's all in the description. Mm-hmm. You need to look up any information. I'll put what episodes that I have descriptions for in the description. Mm-hmm. And where you can find them. Which is where you can find us. On all the major podcast catchers and so forth. Hopefully. Here soon. Um, and social media will be in the description also. So if you want to contact us, you can go there. Thank you for joining us. And have a good... Afternoon, good evening, good day, good night.